It is Monday, March 14th, 2002. This is Baseball Today. We're together. Look at this. Look at this. We can touch each other. We don't have to reach through a screen. I don't, I mean, that's like, I like the hug we just gave each other, yeah. but maybe not every day. Well, I mean, it won't be, because yeah, I think yeah. we're only today together today and tomorrow, at least for now, until we build that huge, palatial, John Boy Media Baseball Today estate out on the West Coast. I'm ready for that. Okay, cool. Uh, it's been a, a fun few days. Hopefully, you've seen some great content come out of the John Boy Media compound here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's been a blast. Uh, still more to come. More ball players are dropping by, but in the meantime, we had some bombshells drop over the last 24 to 48 hours, so let's break it all down on the first baseball today of the week, and let's start with the big-time trade between the New York Yankees and the Minnesota Twins. Uh, heading to the Bronx, Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and heading to, uh, and also Ben Rotvet. Okay. Rotvet. Did you work on that? Rotvet. I said it 18 times last night. I still butcher. Rort Vet. Thank you. Uh, Heading to Minnesota, Gary Sanchez and Gio. Yankees considerably better today than they were 24 hours ago. I I think they are. Um, I I love Josh Donaldson. I'm like a big supporter of his. Maybe I'm biased a little bit, but Mm -hmm. the guy's an elite hitter. That's just the bottom line. Can he still pick it at third base? Yes. Is it going to be Josh Donaldson of old? Probably not. Uh, he's probably going to hate that I say that. If he watches this, I'm sorry, Josh. And he probably won't be Gio or Shella over there, in fairness. Sure, but what he brings to this bat is is mm-hmm. something different. Right. And, you know, anytime you can upgrade your offense like that, you do it. I think what this really signifies is they truly believe in, in Peraza or Volpe. Not going after a big-time free agent, having Connor Fleffa come in as sort of a, a bridge player. I think he's under control for two more years. He's a really good player. He's a good player. should be very excited about him. The guy is an absolute grinder. He's going to work his butt off there. I think he's, I think he's going to love playing in New York. But you got him for two years, and, and then, like I said, I think they're, they really believe in these two uh, shortstop prospects they have. And when the time for that um, to happen comes, they, they'll be ready. So I think they are marginally better, but I don't think that this is the final piece of their offseason puzzle mm-hmm. at all. So if I'm a Yankees fan, I sit there and I look at it, and I said, okay, what is the next move? Obviously, everybody in the world wants either a trade for Matt Olson or to sign Freddie Freeman, and your third choice there is Anthony Rizzo, and you probably end up moving Luke Voigt. Is Glaber Torres part of the equation on the way out of town? Where does DJ LeMahieu end up getting his 500 at-bats? So all that stuff is still moving. To me, the most important part of yesterday's trade was that they now have a credible shortstop at shortstop. And you can look at the stats and say that he hasn't played enough innings there and all that sort of stuff. This is a guy that was a catcher, moved to third base, won a gold glove there. He's going to be just fine defensively. And in this lineup, they need a dude that can catch the ball there and can frame it behind home plate. And you could say whatever you want about Gary Sanchez over the years, he was a problem behind the dish. Every year we heard, okay, he's improved this, he's improved that. No. And you know plenty of pitchers talk in the clubhouse when there's a guy back there that they don't trust, how that can fuck them up. 100%. I mean, Cole already has Higashioka as his everyday catcher. Yep. I think he's going to get plenty more at-bats now. And then Wartved here is going to come in. I don't know a lot about him, so I don't want to speak too much about him. Right. You hear the reports that a developing bat, yeah. but really good defensively. In fact, the Yankees uh, catching instructor worked with him in Minnesota, so he has knowledge about him. All that's fine. You can paint whatever picture you got about this. In the five players that were involved in this deal, he is far and away number five in terms of importance. Hey, maybe he won't be. 
right that's, now. That's the thing about these trades, man. You right. kind of never know. I know, but what I'm saying is if you were to list it in sure, terms of sure. impact this year, he's number five sure. going yeah. into the season. You made a good point about the Yankees. There's like a log jam there now in the infield. Even without an extra first baseman coming in, like you still have to figure out what to do with Torres, uh, Voigt, and LeMahieu. Yeah. There's going to be other moves made. Yeah. So that, to me, is the most interesting this is a, part this of it. Is a, I think this is a great trade for the Yankees. There is more to come, but like I think if you're a Yankee fan, you should be happy. Yeah. But it's not Correa, and if it's not Freeman, and it's not Olsen, then it feels like a failed offseason for the Yankees, and I'm not so sure that's exactly it. But the two most important parts are you've got guys that can field it short and behind the dish, we think. And if that's the way it works out, then you are going to be marginally better. Are you going to be better than Tampa, Boston, and Toronto in that division? I'm not ready to go there. Just okay. not. But w- one other quick thing here. Sure. We know that Donaldson and Garrett Cole had a beef last yeah. year. What has to happen? Like, day one, we saw Donaldson appear in the clubhouse. Does he walk over to him? Does he make the first move? Or is it Garrett Cole that has to come to him? I don't think it's like immediately Josh walks in, where's Garrett? Like, that's not going to happen. But eventually today, there will be a face-to-face, and they'll look each other in the eye, realize they're teammates, and that's it. Dap each other up, and it'll be a thing of the past. I promise. When you're teammates, all that goes out the window. Josh Donaldson challenged what Garrett Cole's all about. This wasn't like, hey, dude, you threw the ball at my head. It doesn't matter. They've got a common goal now, and they'll pursue that goal with relentless passion. Okay. Yes. All right. Another big trade involving a New York team over the weekend. Chris Bassett moves from the West Coast, the Oakland A's, to the New York Mets. Where is the team from Queens in the National League pecking order right now, in your opinion? I honestly cannot believe I'm about to say this. I think they're the favorite in the NL, and Vegas agrees with me big time. Did you hear that, Mets Twitterverse? This guy... Well-known Mets hater, according That's to you. According true. to you, not yeah, according, according to him yeah. or me or anybody else out here. Says that the Mets are the team to beat in the National League. How could they not be? Look at what they have, I agree. Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of really, really good teams in the AL right now. I think there's a few good teams in the NL. I think the AL is, is very much heavy-handed right now. But, I mean, the Mets' rotation with Bassett and Scherzer and DeGrom. And, and I like the Adovino pickup. Exactly. I mean, that's going to be one of my under-the-radar picks for later, bro. Okay, that's fine. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's relax a little bit. What they've done is incredible. They've turned that franchise around very, very quickly. Now, they've had some good pieces already, but to come in and sign the guys and make the moves that they've made already this offseason, I mean, if you, how can you not just be completely ecstatic as a Mets fan? And, like, we just talked about the Yankees. Like, the Mets are challenging the Yankees for Team of New York. And I know, like, people are going to say, no, it's not true. It's always going to be Yankees. and what? Dude. Not the way that Uncle Stevie's doing business. It's reminiscent of the Yankees of old. I'm sure I'm not the first one to have that take, but he's splashing. So, uh, you know, I I said this in the offseason. I thought maybe the biggest pickup they had in the offseason was Buck Showalter. And I know that you're not a huge manager guy. Right, but he is a guy that brings people together. and And we thought when we were watching the Mets last year that they were such a shit show that they couldn't get it going, right? And you could feel it. Like when Trevor May appeared on the Rose Rotation... And he wanted to talk about the Mets. He was like, it's just New York's different. And when you hear you hear that all the time from guys who get there for the first time. Yeah. And they've had a lot of influx of talent there now over the last, you know, two seasons. How does it come together? It's one thing to put all these guys on a field and you're like, wow, this feels like all-star-ish. It's another to have them all work together. And let's remember, I hear, I hear you screaming right now, Atlanta Braves fans. You're like, 
We're the champs. <laughs> Not only did we win the division, we won the fucking World Series. Like, we are the champs. Depending on how the Freddie Freeman thing plays out. If he goes back to Atlanta, do you change your opinion? I mean, they're up there. I don't think it's – it doesn't matter if I say the Mets are one and the Braves are two. It doesn't really matter. I mean, they're going to be one of the better teams in the NL, regardless of that Freddie or not. But, yeah, I think that that obviously helps them. But look at what the Mets have done. Mm-hmm. I can't even list all of their additions. I know. It's a, it's a list too long for this show. It's this a lot a of good players. Show. It's a lot of good players, and a lot of good players on short-term deals, too. A lot which, of good players from the Oakland A's, too, by the way. Uh, so I would, have them, I would have the Mets up there, just with the way that the rosters are presently constructed. Okay. I would have the Mets. Then I think I would have the Dodgers, although I'm not sure. Then I would have San Francisco. Then I'd have Atlanta. And then I'd have Milwaukee. I think that's where I would go. If the Dodgers go out and get Freddie Freeman. Right. I mean, then, then things, things, are very, things are very fluid. All right. Uh, Minnesota Twins made another trade this weekend. So are you more surprised to see Sonny Gray end up in Minnesota via trade or Nelson Cruz ink a deal with the Washington Nationals? I think it's got to be Nelson Cruz with the Nationals. I mean, he's a guy that can go help any team right away. I mean, what is he? Is he 40? I think he's 57. 57 years old now, and he just got – a lot of money paid to him by the Nationals. I think it's... Guaranteed 15 mil. I think it's for them to have someone hit behind Soto. I understand mm-hmm. that in the baseball aspect of it, but in as far as like where they're at in their franchise and, and, and their window, I don't really understand it. And it, could he be a trade piece come you know, July? Of course. He was traded last year. Of course. So maybe that's what they're thinking. He could be flipped before the season even starts. I mean, what teams do now to get prospects, like they'll pay a guy like this. They'll take on contracts to get prospects. They, maybe they signed. They said, hey, we can get him right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll flip him to somebody. Uh, someone gets hurt in spring training needs a DH. I don't know. I'm very surprised with it. I'm happy for the Nationals. That, that's great. You're going to have someone hit behind Soto. He's not going to get – he might still get walked a zillion times. Yeah, he but, is. like, it helps. It does help. Um, people would say – well, why does Nelson Cruz want to play in a team that feels like it's a, you know, at best a fourth-place club in its division and more likely a fifth-place club, right? Who knows what his motivations are? I, You know, I mean, listen, he got paid pretty well for a guy in his 40s. Exactly. So if it's about money, fine. I don't ever begrudge a guy for whatever decisions he wants to make. You know, he's been close to a ring several times, like this close to catching a ring, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um. I'm a big Nelson Cruz fan. I like him a lot, and just, I like what he brings. He just lost all of our Texas fans right there with that simple joke. Sorry, guys. I'll see you two later. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the thing is, is um, what is Washington's goal this year? I don't know. I know exactly what it is. Okay, you tell me. Make Juan Soto as happy as he can be so that he wants to stay and sign the first $500 million deal in the sport before he hits a free agency. That's what I really think they need to do. They need to prove to him that they've got enough young guys in their system to where they're going to compete okay, and make him feel comfortable. And if having a guy like Nelson Cruz around makes him comfortable, but then again, Nelly might be like, yeah, listen, bro, you are great. I've moved around the last couple of years. It ain't that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> so I don't know, but that, I think that's Washington's goal this year. I was talking to, you know, we had some of the A's guys over yesterday, and yep. we all know that the Every single A is on the trading block. Yes. And I was telling the same thing. I said, like, you, guys, you guys love each other. You love the clubhouse. You love the culture there. And that's special. But you go somewhere else, you're going to feel the same way about those guys. Unless it's a horrible clubhouse, which I've never really experienced. Every single place I went, it kind of felt similar. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's just a bunch of dudes with a common goal. Like, you know, it's... And, gosh, I mean, I don't want national fans. I want Juan Soto there forever. Yeah, but I don't great. know the plan. I need to hear the plan for the Nationals and with Juan Soto. Real quickly, I do want to touch on the Sonny Gray issue because you yeah. looked at that rotation and were like, God, they don't have anybody at the top of it. Is this team close to competing? Like, with the moves that they've made? I, I, I can't really tell. I, I don't think they're close for competing for, like, a World Series. I, I, I really don't. What about that sixth playoff spot? I mean, maybe if, the, if everything falls correctly. They're not tearing it down. I think that was the – I think uh, – Mr. Polad came out and said, like, we're not rebuilding. So this is a, a, sort of a way to switch things up without tearing everything down. By the way, you don't have Buxton. to call him Mr. Polad. You don't work for the Twins anymore. I, I respect him. I like him a lot. Okay. I have a great relationship with him. Okay, good. So I'll call him whatever I want to call him. Fair enough. Shove that back in Rose's face. <laughs> You're more than welcome to do that. You won't be the first one. No, I, 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 I kind of like the Nationals. I don't really know their direction. I know they want to win. They're I'll, trying to win. Well, listen, their pre- their payroll based after they yes. dished off Donaldson's fifty mil, sure. their payroll's back under a hundred million dollars. They're, they're linked to Trevor Story. If they go get him, then I'm saying obviously they want to compete this year. I think they do. They're not trying to lose. They're not rebuilding, like I just said. So right. they're going after it. It's always a little unconventional there. Yeah, I believe. Well, I think that's the way they have to play and they have to think. Why? I'll be. They, it. The poll has got money. I know they do, but you know that their theory has always been whatever we make, we'll spend. We're not we're not pulling from this business in order to pay for that business. That's always been their business. They're not going they're not going to get close to the CBT or anything no, like that. No, never. But, but they've had a payroll that is it's it hasn't been under 100 million in several years. I mean, no payroll in the big league should ever be under 100 million. Whether but, it should or it isn't. Okay. That's not the discussion. Yeah. We, we agree on that part. But you, there are plenty of teams and good teams yeah. that where it's under a hundred million. Okay, Minnesota fans deserve. Yeah, they're a good very people up competitive there. Competitive team. I think they're going to get it this year. All right, let's move on. Uh, which signings can have a bigger on-field impact in the National League West? Clayton Kershaw's return to LA or Carlos Rodon's two-year signing with San Francisco? I love me some Kersh. Uh, I think he's going to do great this year, but I think it's Rodon and and the kind of pitcher he is is the kind of pitcher the Giants' uh, development can really make shine. And he doesn't need a lot of buffing right now. He shined last year, 2-3-7, 13-5. Uh-huh. Like, this guy's a pitcher, and they need to replace uh, Gossman. Uh-huh. If the Giants want to run it back, they had to do something big like this. I, 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 I wanted uh, Rodon to go to the Dodgers. That was my pick for him. I think it makes uh, just as much sense in San Francisco. He's going to have a great year up there. They have a fascinating starting rotation. They do. Like, all veteran-laden, a lot of the guys have injury question marks. And he adds to it, right? Last year, he was phenomenal the first half of the year, ended up making the All-Star game. He didn't work more than five innings in any of his last eight starts from mid-July on. And then Clayton Kershaw, he came back, and he said yesterday at his first press conference, it was down to two teams, I was not thinking about retirement, my arm is structurally sound. Now, Kershaw has had injuries over the last few years, but it's been the back. This is the first time that everybody in Dodgertown got worried about his arm. Like, is he a guy that can pitch the full season? He came out and he said, I have been assured by the medical staff my arm is in great shape. I didn't come back for an extra year after my wife just gave birth to our fourth child (laughs) in order to blow out my arm. So he has done all the proper – now, could it happen on a pitch in May? Of course it can. It can happen to anybody in the sport. No, it won't. 
But I'm just saying is that he feels confident. And if he feels confident, then the Dodgers should feel confident. To me, this is a bigger deal for the Dodgers, to be honest with you. They needed they needed depth for sure. They just you look at that rotation, you're like, okay, Bueller, check. Urias, check. Gonsolin, okay. Check, check him, check okay, him. Bro. Okay, Come good. On. Yeah, solid. Solid. He had injury issues last year. Kershaw, now you build off that, and it still wouldn't surprise me if they end up making a trade for one of those A's guys. Yeah, I mean, look, Kershaw helps immensely. They do need depth. We got to talk about Bauer. At some point, we have to figure out what's going on. with it. Is he going to get suspended by the league? Right. Is he going to be a Dodger? Because that changes everything. It dude. does, but the news over the weekend was he continues to be on this commissioner's list, so they're pushing the date off again until March 19th. And once again, if you haven't been following the story, he has not been criminally charged and will not be criminally charged yes. in, in Pasadena um, with what happened there. But, you know, the commissioner can step in and punish guys sure. even when they are not criminally Sure, precedent prosecuted. has been set for that 100%. If they come back, okay, and he comes back in the rotation, it, the this other, is a completely different team. I know. The other part of this is can he walk back into that clubhouse? Yeah, I mean, I know like people don't want to hear it, but yeah, he can. He can. I want to do a little more poking around before I give an answer on that. It's okay. a, it's a, it's an uncomfortable thing you, you have to talk about because you feel like you feel dirty even discussing the baseball side of it. It is what we do, and there is a possibility whether he's on the Dodgers or some other team that he's going to compete. And if he competes, you can't act like he's not there. Whether you agree or disagree with whatever has has run yeah, its I mean, way through the legal condone, system. I don't condone anything that, that went on. I mean, there's we could, we're not talking about any of that off the right. field. So I'm saying this guy comes back on a team. It's a game changer. It is a game changer. But as That's of right now, line. the little question I asked, oh, was Kershaw or Rodon? And we went into a different tag, which is fine. And I said Rodon, and you said Kershaw. Yeah. Look at us. Uh, I am a big Rodon fan, though. I really am. I like I'm, – I'm rooting for him. I can I, miss bats, dude. And, and – I mean, I thought his career was over at the end of the sure. 2020 season. I'm sure he probably did, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Not anymore. Oh, be- shit, dude. Best non-headline move over the last 48 to 72 hours. <clears throat> okay, I got one. Yes. And it's not Adovino. Oh, okay. Yeah, I changed it up on you. Okay. It's Joe Kelly. Great Joe one. Joe Kelly to the White Sox. That bullpen. I forgot they signed Kendall Graveman. Did you remember that? Yes, I did. We got uh, Liam Hendricks, Craig Kimbrell, Joe Kelly, Kendall Graveman. Aaron Bummer. Aaron Bummer. Crockett. No, Crochet. Crochet, sorry. Um, Crockett and Tubbs. Were you a big <laughs> Miami Vice fan I like back you, in the day? I think I follow this guy on Instagram, too. <laughs> Great Instagram page. I don't know. Uh, and there's they, one other guy, too. We're forgetting But someone. they all throw over 95. Oh, uh, oh shoot. did you say Kimbrell? I did. And Kopech he, is now probably going in the rotation. He is going so. because Rodon's gone. Uh, this Kim, team is I still sad. think I I think Kimbrel gets traded. Sure, okay. Um, before the season starts, I think that's part of the reason they picked up his option, mm-hmm. which I think it's sixteen mil. Yet, you know what? They're I think they're the most complete team going into the season. Right now, they have the fewest questions. It's them or the Astros. Well, if they if they bring back Correa, then I'll agree with you. But right yeah. now, they've got a kind of a gaping, assuming, yeah, yeah. gaping hole in between second and third. I don't know if you've. I'm assuming Story or Craig goes there. Okay. Well, then if so, then we'll then we can talk. Yeah, this team, this White Sox team is going to be the, something. By the way, the, the Astros just got some bad news on Monday. Dusty Baker said Lance McCullers is behind schedule oh, I don't in like his that. return, and so he, it sounds like he will not start the season on time. And and this is a guy that's battled injuries the last few years. When he's been on the field, he's been fantastic. Yeah. Unbelievable. One of the best pitchers in baseball. But we'll see what that means. 
Uh, for me, best headline move was Brad Boxberger going back to Milwaukee. Had a great, great run last year. Uh, 11 Ks over nine, more than 70 appearances. You know, we talk about the two-headed monster of Hayter and Williams back there, but really the rest of that bullpen, they find roles, sure. and you always hear about that, that it starts from the back moving forward, and if you, uh, you know, it gets easier to identify your role as you move closer to the starting pitcher, right? If you, It would be like eating your dessert first on the meal, but you've got Hayter there in the ninth, you got Williams there in the eighth or whatever, you know, Outs you need in high leverage situations, yeah. but Boxberger's a guy that nobody talked about, and I think they they gave him two and a half million to continue to fortify that bullpen. It's a great move by the Brewers. Uh, finally, Brewers, you need offense though. Let's go. Yeah, I still think they hey, come do. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I I agree. I think they should make a, one more play for a big bat. And as we've seen over the last few days, teams are willing to trade. Yeah. And it does feel that way, doesn't it? It feels like nothing's set. Like, even if someone gets signed, like, I guess maybe um, it's recency bias because Falefa was on the Twins for 24 hours. Right. Before Did they have time to retire his jersey yet or no? <laughs> maybe. But, dude, like, it seems to me like I just said Nelson Cruz could get traded before the season. Yeah. And, like, I believe that. Like, things are, things are wacky right now. Uh, finally, uh, John Gray, who's a new pitcher for the Texas Rangers, put out a great post on social media where he's holding the little, like, kindergarten yeah. sign where it's like, get to know me. Um, so how would you fill out this list? It's This says Jonathan's first day of spring training. So the most interesting stuff, it's like my I am blank years old, my new team's the Texas Rangers, and then there's a few categories. I love what, – what do you love? What, how would you fill that in? He loves animals and oh. gaming. I love my family, yeah, Korean food, hacky sack, and Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's I love that. You? Uh, I love um, my family. I love talking baseball. Ooh. I love being at the John Boy Media Mansion, and and, and that's about it. Uh, other wow. than that, I'm very boring. I can't do hacky sack, and we'll uh, find out today. Korean food gives me gas, although I will do it occasionally. And my favorite food. Oh, well. oh, I mean, it's right now. It's his is waffles, by the way. That's, I don't love waffles, by the way. Oh. Peanut butter and syrup if I do do waffles. Korean food what? or sushi. I'm like an Asian food uh, kind of guy. Oh, didn't you have sushi yesterday? I did with uh, some A's players. And how was it? It was like slightly above average. So I'm I, used to some pretty good sushi out in L.A. So. I know. We get it. Sorry. Yeah, we get I mean, spoiled. LA, but Can I ask true. who picked up the check? We split it. You did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. If you really want to know, Matt Chapman put it on his credit card, and then we all Venmoed him. Ah, okay. So you have uh, Chap, you have Chappie's Venmo. I do. It's solid. You want to know what's funny? Huh. This last tidbit. He had to change his. <laughs> he had to change his Venmo name because he said, "Fan." He had just his name before, like mm -hmm. Matt Chapman. He said fans were. Uh, requesting money for him because he was sucking so bad. No, they weren't. He said, I was getting so many Venmo requests from fans <laughs> saying, you suck, like pay me money. <laughs> that he had to change his Venmo Dude, that's name. funny. That is a, that's a great one. I love that. By the way, with his stash, first oh of all, so this is the first time I've met him up close. I haven't, you know, I've interviewed yeah. him over satellite or whatever. <laughs> he he has no beard. He's got, he he can't. Shave at all, he's got a like, mustache. but he's got this little wiry mustache working right now. <laughs> Don't and, call it a little wiry, mustache. but that's what it is. It he is, he basically right. said, he, "Actually, he was kind of proud of it." He's like, "Yeah, it's the most filled in it's ever been." <laughs> but from a distance, with his sunglasses on, 
He looks like Eric Burns. I could see that a little bit. He looks yeah. like Eric Burns. We might have to do a current side by side just to bring it up with the uh, with the new look Chapman <laughs> and Eric Burns when they're just, both wearing their uh, that shades. That guy's raring He's, to go. By the yeah, way, yeah, he is. I, I I'm looking forward to his season. By the way, my favorite food. If I had to make it, I'd make a great panini in the sandwich maker. I could see that. Yeah. You. I could see that. So I like, I like What's a hot inside? sandwich. What's the inside of your I'll go panini. turkey. Okay. I go sun-dried tomatoes in there. You lost me. What? I don't, I don't do that. Really? Yeah. I put some pesto. That's like a boomer thing, bro. It's definitely not a boomer thing. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely What's not. What's before boomer is that, whatever that is? What? The greatest generation? People don't like sun-dried tomatoes? I don't. I don't. Robbie? What the fuck? <laughs> See, that's I'm not the, the only guy. People. I'm gonna, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna put that on social media. I'm gonna walk around the entire house and find <laughs> it. All right, so uh, we're uh, we're both heading to a couple camps today. Hopefully, yeah. there's gonna be more content coming out of the house. And the big deal is baseball today is back five days a week. Let's go! Baby. I love it. I love it. The baseball baseball's back. back. We're feeling good. Let's get excited about our teams. Let's get excited about free agent signings. Let's get excited about the trades that are happening. And let's get excited about just continuing to build this show together because it's the first time that we're going to have this show for the full season. Remember, we started last year in like May. That's right. Okay. Five days a week, all five days a week long. You're going to get exactly what you need over like 22 to 25 minutes, and it's that simple. That's it. So for T. Ploof, our outstanding producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco, poke your head in there, Robbie. Just poke. There well, he not is. That close. Jeez, there he is. Bro. That's a little too much. Nasal hair. <laughs> I am Chris Rose. We will see you on Tuesday's edition of Baseball Today.